This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Community Coffee Saints Coaches Show. Uh, Mike Detelier along with Bobby Bear. Mike Hall's still on his way back from London, so uh, wish Mike uh, safe travels back. It'll be a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show. The coaches coming back, getting ready for a Seattle Sunday. We have on with us now Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Mickey, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Mike, uh, Bobby, it's good to be with you guys. Uh, um, it's good to be back in New Orleans. Mickey, uh, I got it's from an unconventional source, but I thought it was a really good question. Um, you've been in this business a long time, and you've been in starts where teams maybe didn't get off to a really good start. It was zero and four, one and three. In your position as general manager, executive vice president, uh, I, I think you want to be the calming force. Now, I'll let you tell a story, but how do you handle that with the head coach, also people around him, just sort of all the game plan that you sort of put up in the off season and to see that you didn't get off to a fast start. And they wanted to know kind of what you do behind the scenes to kind of help with Dennis Allen. And so he's new to being the head coach, but what you sort of are doing behind the scenes, not to have a knee jerk reaction by others, not you because you've been through this, but they got people in life, man, it's knee jerk reaction to everything. Yeah, um, well, I think most of the time that that comes from outside the building as opposed to inside the building. I mean, these, these games, you know, if, you, if you're in the league long enough, um, and even if you're not, you understand, uh, you know, the difference between winning and losing is such a small margin. And um, so I think oftentimes what you're trying to do is eliminate the noise from outside, stay the course, um, try to, you know, look, you have to do a good job of looking in the mirror and understanding what is keeping you from winning games. And, look, Dennis Allen, it's not his first time as a head coach. He's been a head coach, and I think that experience is really valuable for him. Um, 
and 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 look, he, he's he, I think he's pretty good at understanding you know what's keeping us from winning games and what we're doing well and how can we accentuate the things that we do well and eliminate the things that are keeping us from winning. And now, uh, I'm, I'm there to support that and help and help uh, uh, identify that. Uh, and everyone in our building is doing that. Okay, Bob. Now, now, Mickey, with all with all your experience, though, uh, I mean. Uh, when you have this kind of adversity and you look at the parity in the NFL, uh, that when we're leading, now it's a small sample size, but it is a, a sample size. When you're leading the league in uh, giveaways with 11 and penalties with a 34, with 34 uh, amongst uh, the leaders, uh, Micah told me I think Denver might have 36 now. When you look at Denver's record, look at the Broncos. Well, that's not uh, winning football. If you shoot yourself in the foot, uh, whether it's a turnover or a significant penalty. So how, how do you really address that? And the reason why I say this, because, you know, if it's one individual or something, then you just put somebody else. Uh, we're in a production business. But you had five different players who have fumbled or, you know, then like uh, 20 different guys commit a penalty. So I don't know. How do you address that as a team? Uh, because uh, to me, that's easier said than done. Yeah, I, I think a couple things is is that first of all you have to identify the issues, right? Um, and and look, our guys, no one feels worse about a turnover than the guy that commits it. You know, we've got conscientious guys that that uh, you know want to do well for their teammates and the organization. And so if if you commit a turnover, you're well aware of it. No one feels worse about it than the person that does it. Uh, but look, you still have to understand, you know, what are the circumstances of the turnover and how, you know, when, when you're in that position, how can you prevent it? And then look, the penalties is, is look, it's the same thing. You have to identify, Hey, what are the penalties that are getting called? How are they getting called? And what can I do as an individual uh, to eliminate that and not put myself in that position? And look, I think part of that is in practice and we have to look, be really conscientious of not doing those kinds of things, not doing the grabbing and pulling and practice that, that, uh, um, you know, is getting called in the games. And look, I don't necessarily agree with all the calls either, to be honest with you. And so those are the ones that are, that are perplexing is, you know, you're coaching guys to do certain things a certain way, and it's not getting called the way you interpret the, that, uh, um, you know, that particular rule or that particular technique. And that that's what gets a little frustrating. And I think we've had we've had a number of those. And, you know, Mickey, uh, what's a little bit perplexing, because I thought coming into this year, uh, you know, the different teams, you're not great in offense, great on defense, great on special teams. But the past few seasons, we have been outstanding on special teams and on defense. But this year, it's been kind of under the radar. And I'm talking about our coverage units. And uh, like our punt coverage or our punt return, I was just looking what occurred. Now I'm not even talking about the fumble by uh, by Hardy, uh, Deontay Hardy, and what occurred. But here's Rieger averaging. I can remember uh, looking at a number of games in the past, recent past. We would be the one averaging 11 and a half yards of punt return and only giving up two yards of punt return. It seems like that has not worked out for us. Now talk about that fumble, the fake punt. I'm not even talking about Lutz uh, with the field goals, whether he made it or not. But it seems like we were always amongst the best on special teams, and uh, that's not the case right now. We're on the, the bottom half of the league. Yeah, look, um, <clears throat> look, we know we're capable because we've got, you know, essentially the same personnel 
that we had a year ago and the year before that. You know, we've had a lot of the same guys, core group of guys, the special teams players. So we know we're capable, um, but it's a matter of execution. And, and so we have to get we have to get better at that. We have to, you know, coach better and play better and, and uh, you know, look at the way we're doing things. And, and we will. Look, we got, we've got really good coaches and we've got conscientious quality players on special teams, and, and I believe that will get fixed. This is Mike Detalia, and we'll be back with more of the Saints Coaches Show with special guests, Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis and the Cajun Cannon Bobby Abair, right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're back on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Mike Detilia along with the Saints legend Bobby Hebert. And we're talking Saints football with uh, Saints Executive Vice President, General Manager Mickey Loomis. Mickey, uh, I think you were probably like everybody else. My view of the second Lutz field goal, when he hit it, it looked straight as an arrow. And then we've seen it with these longer kicks. It starts to drift a little bit. I actually thought he hit it, you know, and then it, it hits the, the goalpost. It goes down. It From a TV standpoint, you couldn't see that it had hit the bottom bar two. Your thoughts on initially watching that kick? Because when you saw it, you said, man, he's going to make a second one from 60 yards. Yep, I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah we, we can we hear you now, man. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, you know, the first kick was really impressive. Did that 60-yarder uh, in that circumstance um, was very impressive. And, look, it cleared by a, a pretty decent margin. Um, when you got the opportunity to get the second one, look, I know that, that you know, Will's confident, you know, and we're confident in him. And uh, I wasn't surprised that he hit a good kick. I, You know, I, listen, I, I think I've been part of about 700-plus NFL games, and I think that's the first time I've had the double doink not go in, which is, you know, awfully disappointing. Um, but, but yeah, he, he hit a good ball, and, and it looked really good all the way to the end. Now, uh, you know, Mickey, looking at uh, the situation we're in, uh, it's all we're in a production business. 
And uh, I thought Andy Dalton was outstanding. Uh, 20 of 28, 108 uh, quarterback rating. Now, obviously, uh, you don't want that fumble. And uh, I thought he managed uh, the game well. And he put us in the position uh, to come out on top. Uh, but what is your take? And uh, is it depending on the situation, it varies from team to team. And uh, I think money comes into play because if Russell Wilson's struggling with Denver, uh, they're not going in a different direction because they've invested all that money in him. But can a quarterback lose his job because of an injury? Now, what I mean by that is, like, for instance, you know, all of a sudden Tony Romo's back's hurt and Dak Prescott goes in there and Tony Romo's uh, doing TV. So you can look at a number of different examples. Uh, you just look at uh, right now uh, with Cooper Rush and then you got Dak Prescott where they got a lot of money invested. But isn't it all about winning no matter who's the guy in there? So what approach do you and Dennis take as far as uh, who would be the starting quarterback week in and week out? Does that uh, make a difference that, uh, that Jameis Winston started the season as a starter and Dalton's the backup? Uh, does automatically, if he's 100% healthy, you go back to him? Uh, but what if a scenario, I'm just a hypothetical, what if uh, like uh, all of a sudden Andy Dalton's winning a number of games, do you just pull him in and put in uh, Jameis Winston because you perceived him as a starter before the season began? Um, well, look, Bobby, that, that's, that's that's a good question, but here's the, the and I'd love to answer that in, before the season starts in, in a hypothetical situation, just about any circumstance. But anything I say now is going to get interpreted one way or the other. So I'm not going to, I'm really not going to address that. I, I think, look, we always, we always are going to evaluate and say what gives us the best chance to win this week. Um, but there, there's so many variables that, that come into play here and, and I, I, honestly, I don't want to really get into that kind of speculation. Okay, but how about this, Mickey? Wouldn't you say that Andy Dalton did his job? I mean, I, I thought he played winning football yeah. for us to win in London. Yeah, I think Andy did a, did a did a really good job. I think a number of guys did a, did a really good job. I think Latavius Murray, uh, you know, came off the practice squad and did a good job for us. And I think uh, Kelvin Throckmorton. Um, and there's some other guys too that played that that. Um, you had to play because of injury that, that did a really good job for us. Um, and so, you know, that's just, that's just the NFL. You know that. That's the NFL. You have to have guys step up and play when someone's not available. And, um, and, and fortunately, we, we've had some of that. But, look, we, we've got to, you know, find a way to, to turn these games into wins. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Mickey, uh, you bring up Latavius Murray. I, I thought he was outstanding. Uh, you look at it, uh, I mean – he flat out was, uh, if you look at just running the football, 5.2-yard average. I mean, you could say fresh legs or whatever. And listen, I'm a fan of Mark Ingham. I'm a fan of Latavius Murray and obviously Alvin Kamara. Does that even come into play when you talk about like a rotation? Okay, we all know uh, that Alvin Kamara is the number one running back. When, you, when you're trying to spell a running back or a rotation, and I'm not hating on Ingram. I'm not hating on him, but I just thought uh, that – if, if Mark Ingram was at one level, Latavius Murray was even a step up. They're only a month difference in age. Uh, I thought Latavius Murray, like you said, was outstanding. Yeah, look, I, I, listen, I'm glad we have all these guys. And, and, and uh, you know, Mark's done a good job for us. Alvin obviously is, is a great running back. And, and, and Mark's been really productive for us. I'm glad he's back on our team. And, 
and look, Latavius did a good job stepping up, um, you know, in, in, as an injury fill in. And look, we, we, we need all these running backs. You know, that's that's one thing about our league is that uh, you got to stack up the running backs, and 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 they're all going to have a role during the course of a season. Mickey, um, one but of the I things. I also thought this. I also thought this. I thought that uh, you know our offensive line did a really good job of run blocking and pass protection in this game, and and uh, that was encouraging. Mickey, one of the things more and more, and we just got off the phone with him. He said he was going to crank call you, Randy Mueller. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things, Randy and I have talked uh, quite a bit in the offseason. He says, Mike, this is becoming more and more of a backup league because starters are going to go down, and you don't want that Mount Everest drop-off out of position. Do, do you find that that's been a major change? And, and you always wanted to have good depth. But now because of 17 games, longer seasons, Thursday night games, Sunday night games, Monday night games, that the depth on a team, that it is becoming more and more of a backup league. Yeah, I think, you know, I think part and parcel with that is, boy, if you look at the, the end of the year, the teams that are in the playoffs and the teams that are winning more often than not, it's the teams that have been able to stay healthy during the course of the season. And, Look, a, a big part of that is is just luck, to be honest with you, um, and and uh, I, but that's been been more and more the case recently. Is that that um, I mean you have to be able to stay healthy and and look, you have to have guys that can step up and play. And part of that is is you know making sure that you're developing your young players and the guys that are on the practice squad that. Uh, um, you know, that start the year in the practice squad because that's the pool of players that you're going to when you get injuries. And, you know, I was looking at this just the other day. There's been, you know, the number of call-ups um, and, and guys that have been signed to replace um, uh, injured players has been almost exclusively uh, practice squad players. And so that development is really important. Sit tight. We'll be back with more of the Saints Coaches Show with uh, special guest, Saints Executive Vice President, General Manager Mickey Loomis, Cajun Cannon, myself, right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We're back here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We're talking Saints football with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Mike to tell you along with Saints legend Bobby Abair. Uh, Mickey, one of the things, and man, you've had some bad luck with injuries uh, with the rookies, but, man, Chris Olave, he don't play like no rookie. Uh, and we've seen it one big play after another, certainly on that final drive, comes up with a big catch. But, man, what was impressive is he almost came up with another catch right near the sidelines. He couldn't get that foot in. Man, you'll look, you, you've been around a long time. Man, Chris Olave as a route runner, and a setup guy, man, he's smooth as silk. He has really been as advertised when he came out of Ohio State. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that, Mike. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that, look, we really liked about him is that he had a maturity about him uh, along with um, along with being, you know, obviously a smooth route runner and fast and, and all those things, good hands, all those things that you're looking for in terms of traits. But, you know, one thing, you know, we've had a lot of Ohio State guys in our building over the years, and, and part of that is that, man, those guys, they've played in big games. They're used to, uh, uh, you know, high-pressure situations, being in the spotlight, 
it's not too big for him. And, and um, that's certainly been the case with Chris. It's not too big for him. Um, he's, he's had a, a professional attitude from day one and has been impressive so far. And, and look, he's off to a good start, but that's what it is. It's a good start. Now, uh, you know, Mickey, uh, the one area I thought, and uh, we've done that in the past, is that uh, we've been outstanding on third down defense, uh, but not so much third down offense. Now, we end up being, uh, which is to me, uh, now, it's only, you know, we were 4 of 10, 40%. If you're 5 of 10, you're 50%. But uh, if you can somehow end up, you know, high 40s, uh, 50%, and we were used to that with uh, Drew Brees and, uh, and Coach Payton. Uh, but the one thing I, I, I thought our defense, again, they were 5 of 14. Now, they got off to a fast start. Uh, they didn't really convert any third downs as the game progressed. So that's one area, and I'm sure Dennis Allen is emphasizing this. We've got to keep that up. We've been outstanding on third down defense and also outstanding in red zone defense, which, which we were number one last season. And you would take this every game. Now, you don't want to maybe to be in the red zone as much as you know, five or six times, but they were only two of five, 40% on the red zone production as far as scoring touchdowns. I thought that was a big key while we were still in the game, even with those uh, short field turnovers. Yeah, look, Bobby, you're touching on some things that, that uh, you know, are the positives um, that you take away from this game. And there were some, there were some positive things on offense. Um, you know, we, I thought we ran the ball well, particularly in the second half. I thought that uh, uh, we did do some some good things on third down offensively. Um, our pass protection was good. Uh, we had some receivers make big plays. And so on defense, you know, our red zone defense, you, you cited it already. That was good. Um, our third down defense, there was, there was a lot of good things, and yet they get negated when you have a turnover at your end of the field. You have a turnover when you're going to have positive uh, you're going to be in, in real good field position on the punt return. Um, and then the penalties uh, were just, look, I think they got five first downs uh, by penalty. And a bunch of those were on third down when we had, you know, I think three times on their touchdown drive near the end of the game, I think there was three third down penalties. They gave them first downs. And, and whether we agree with the calls or not, they're they're, they're They continue the drive. And so, um, Look, I would have liked our chances to get a stop there and then get into our four-minute offense. I would have liked to. I would have uh, really liked our chances to win the game. But those are the things that are preventing us from from winning the game. And and look, it's it's not the first time. It was turnovers uh, and penalties against Tampa, and and uh, uh, the same thing against Carolina. So we've got to get. We've got to find a way to correct that. That, or or, or we're not going to meet in, make any of our goals. Now, uh, Mick, you're looking at with the Seahawks coming to town. Uh, they've actually been better uh, than I thought. And now, obviously, you're dealing with NFL players, and, and, uh, and I go way back with Pete Carroll. He was coaching defensive backs in Minnesota when I was playing. But uh, I'm looking at Geno Smith. I mean, I don't know. That's pretty impressive. 20 of 30, 320 yards. Uh, you might say, well, he's going against the line defense, but it's still an NFL defense uh, and then you look at their running back, Penny. He had 17 carries, 181 yards. So it seems like, ah, you better pack a lunch. It's, it's going to be a tough game with Seattle coming to New Orleans uh, come this Sunday at noon. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. And, and Pete Carroll's, you know, 
look, they got a, a really good coaching staff. Their teams are well coached, and they're they're going to generally they're not going to beat themselves. You know, you're going to have to beat them, and so we're going to have to play. Um, we're going to play a really good game, and and these are the kind of games where the most desperate team wins, and we have to be the most desperate team. We should be, um, you know, sitting in one and three. We should be the most desperate team, and and we better be, or or we're not going to uh, we're not going to walk away with the victory. Mickey, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it, and uh, good luck this coming Sunday against Seattle. Yeah, I appreciate that, Mike and Bobby. And look, um, it's not uncommon for me to follow Randy Mueller, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks. Thank uh, you, Mickey. Nice. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Take All care, right. guys. All right, thank you, Mickey. We will take, we'll take a quick break here for a station identification on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We'll be back with more here on the Saints Coaches Show, and we'll have Saints linebackers coach Michael Hodges right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We're back here on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Mike Detillier along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And online now with the Saints linebackers coach, Michael Hodges. Mike, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Yeah, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. Mike, uh, one of the things uh, over the offseason, we do this camp in Thibodeau, Louisiana Line Camp. Pete Jenkins runs it. Pete's been coaching now, I think he told me, 54 years. He's 82 years old. And he says, you know, the one position that has changed more than anything in that time frame has been the linebacker spot. He said, man, you know, back 70s, 80s, you were looking for this big thumper in the middle or that big-time edge rusher that looked like a defensive end that could play outside linebacker. And he said some of that is true off the edge. But it's really changed because if – you can't cover, you coming out the game, you run out of downs. So your thoughts on that and also the progress of Pete Werner. Because taking a look at him on the hoof, he looks like a big, strong safety. Maybe it's the number he wears, I don't know. But, man, his instincts and his smarts to play this game really jumps out at you. So the thought about the change in what you were maybe looking for years ago at linebacker which you got to get today because it's more of a pitch-and-catch game and also to the progress of Pete Werner. Yeah, sure. Look, I, I've been down to that camp in Thibodeau. I went down there with Nielsen a few years ago. Um, and and the, the, the one thing that hasn't changed is, is, is teaching, you know, and, and that's one thing that Pete Jenkins has, has done a great job of. But, but really, to, to your question, that's really a big part of our evaluation. If we can't answer uh, a prospect's ability to cover, and and if we're not evaluating that part of his game well, we're going to put ourselves in a bind. And so you, you, you nailed it on the head. That That's a critical part of the linebacker play now, and it just is something added on to 
uh, what hasn't changed, which is the instincts and the leadership and the intelligence and those types of things that we always uh, are sure to hold hold those guys accountable for as well. Uh, as far as Pete, look, he he's a smart player who came in here uh, with with a mature mindset and uh, has continued each week both both as a as a young player and learning and asking questions, uh, but also perfecting his process and. And that's helped him prepare and, and perform the way he has the last few weeks uh, as, a, as a pretty good linebacker in the NFL right now. Well, you know, Coach Hodges, along those lines, because we've seen it in a preseason game, that's why I think he's back on board, even though he's with uh, the practice squad. What I have noticed uh, about Pete Werner and Chase Hansen is that play recognition, that they're able to react, and then that's how you get tackles for a loss or a no gains and all that that you're not uh, sitting and waiting to react. Uh, now, you got to be able to make tackles, obviously, but if you can, uh, you know, if you can recognize a certain play or a scheme and attack it, uh, I think we've seen that with Chase Hansen. It was back on the radar after all the injuries. And then uh, Pete Werner, obviously, from the get-go when, uh, from the Atlanta game when he was ready to play. Yeah, if you were able, if you asked us to identify one particular trait that that it's going to either hold back or allow a player to excel in the linebacker room, and it's going to be instincts, and that's really what it is. Now, there's things that you can do to get a tick ahead on that and, and continue to improve that. Um, a lot of that is innate and 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 developed in your younger years as you develop into a college football player. Uh, but it's a really, really important, critical point that we focus on in our evaluation of these players. And and look, we've got a linebacker room of uh, that with with a bunch of guys with good instincts, and so it's fun to coach. Now, uh, you know, Coach Hodges. Uh, one thing, looking at, at the defense where we at, I wish our scoring defense uh, was better. Obviously, in this day and age, you can hold a team into the teens. Uh, shame on you if you don't win. Uh, but uh, we were outstanding red zone defense against the Vikings. They were only two of five, 40%, and we were able to have the number one red zone defense last year. And it didn't start out this way uh, for the game as far as third down defense. But we've been outstanding. It's been like low 30%. So when you're trying to get off the field, now I wish we had more takeaways, but I, I think our red zone defense and third down defense has been outstanding. Yeah, you, look, it all starts with DA, and and then you've got Ryan Nielsen and Chris Richard who who do a great job preparing us for the week. Um, obviously, last year was a big jump uh, from the year before that in the red zone, uh, and and that's been a big part of the success of this defense. We got off to a slow start a little bit on third down. You mentioned that um, uh, stubbed our toe a few times there, but but look, really got to give Minnesota some credit. They they did a good job of, of attacking some of our man coverage early on in that game. Um, so, so DA had to, had to sprinkle in a few different calls in there to allow us to pass some of those things off, which, which really paid dividends as the game went on and got us back on track to be a you know, pretty dominant third down defense again. Now, Coach Hodges, how would you describe uh, like Demario Davis? And, and look at all your coaching experience and players you've been around uh, to me, that's like a fantasy to coach a guy like that simply because uh, he's not only leading by example, but also a vocal leader, and then he can back it up 
you know, getting the fl- players fired up. Uh, we've seen Drew Brees do that. We've seen Double D, Demario Davis do that. It just seems like uh, he's been a truly special player for the Saints on defense and being that leader that you need. Look, it, you, you've nailed it. Um, Demario's special in a lot of ways. Uh, I think he's developed. He's in, I think, year 11 now, and he's growing into that role, um, able to be here under Drew for a few years before Drew left um, and learn from that player as a leader. Uh, but really what, what makes Demario special is is all the things you see. Those are all true, and I, and I don't want to discredit any of that. But, but really his continued um, trust in the process, his continued effort to – becoming a better football player each week. It doesn't change. I mean, it's not, it's not uncommon for him to say, hey, where, where's the 1% this week? Or where's the 1% today, Hodges? And we focus on that. And, and so that's allowed this player to continue to be better and better and better year in and year out over the last few years that he's been here. Um, and so that's, it's really been, uh, you, you said it, but it's been a privilege to coach. Coach, the other thing, too, is ability to rush the quarterback. If that's what you had really asked him to do, he'd be elite in that too. Yeah, I think I think that this guy, look, he he, he coined the term hybrid, whatever the hell that is, uh, a couple years ago, and he likes to fancy himself as a guy that can do everything. Um, I don't think he can play quarterback, but he thinks he can, and, and he's just a guy that can do a lot of things, and we just got to put him in the right position to do them. And and so that's what, that's what we do, um, you know, Tuesday through Friday of trying to make sure we get our guys in the best position to make plays for us and, and to to use their best traits to, to our advantage. Now, uh, Coach Hodges, how does this come into play? Because a lot of competition at linebacker and, and only so many guys could start. But uh, the, how does that process come about with you, you and Coach Rizzi as far as special teams? Uh, you look at a contribution, obviously, Andrew Dow uh, got everyone's attention last year on special teams. Now he needs to step it up uh, th- this year on that. And then you look like a Zach Bond, Caden Ellis. And then I uh, talked about Chase Hansen on the practice squad, Nephi Sewell, and then uh, Eric Wilson. So how does that, does that conversation, we talk about the final roster and everything comes about, how important that not just being purely a linebacker, but your contribution uh, that if you had to go in the game at, at linebacker, maybe in a pinch if you are a backup, but uh, you are a starter when it comes to special teams. Uh, uh, how does that work uh, with you and Coach Rizzi as far as uh, who's on activated or who's not? Uh, th- you, does that come into play with you, or that, is that a Coach Rizzi uh, call, or that's a combination? Well, I think it's a combination, but but really, at the end of the day, we identify who's going to be playing the most. And if you're not a starter, you better have a role uh, with our special teams. And and that that doesn't just start uh, once the game week comes around. That starts back when we are in the off season and evaluating players in college, evaluating players uh, in free agency. You know, what is our vision for that player? If he's a first and second down uh, starter. Okay, what is he going to be? What is he going to be for us on special teams? If he's not that, um, he has to have a role in Rizzi's room. And ultimately, when we look at it each week, you talk about this. It, it almost seems cliche when teams talk about being balanced, both offensive, defensively, and 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 special teams. But really, 
and that's a focus of of every one of our our staff meetings each day is okay how's this roster going to play out for this weekend to make sure we have the best chance to win so it's a con it's a consistent uh continuous conversation of trying to get the right balance there Hodges, uh, looking at uh, Zach Vaughn, you know, some fans are disappointed, uh, but I'm looking at he's amongst the leader in tackles on special teams. So even though he hasn't saw the field uh, as a defensive player, he's contributed at a high level right there with JT Gray on special teams. Yes, Zach's, Zach's done a great job. Zach's a critical factor on our special teams, and he prepares in our meeting room, in the linebacker meeting room, as if if he's as if he's the starting will linebacker. So uh, when the opportunity uh, when the opportunity comes, if it does, he's going to be ready. Um, right now, his role is to be a, a a key contributor and star on special teams, and that's why he's owning it the way he is. Coach, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it, and uh, good luck this coming Sunday uh, against Seattle. All right, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Coach Hodges, just tell him take take away the football. We yeah, need, we need to create more turnovers. We need to be in the plus route. Yeah, <laughs> I promise you that is a focus on our end, fellas. All right, thank you, Coach. We appreciate it. Mike Hodges, the uh, linebackers coach for the New Orleans Saints. We'll take a break and finish it up here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We're finishing up here on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Mike Detelier along with Saints legend Bobby Abraham. Bobby J, one of the things with Seattle, I'll never forget uh, Coach O telling me this. Man, he said, listen, with Pedro, uh, that's nickname for Pete Carroll. He right. Said, and to the day he leaves this game, he's always going to be a run-oriented coach. You think back to those USC days when he had Reggie Bush, Lindell White, uh, and then, man, he had beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And he wants Rashad Penny to be that guy. Rashad Penny, Mike, and he, he wants Penny to be that guy. Now, Rashad Penny was that guy. Now, you might say it's against the Lions. The Lions scored enough, but they couldn't stop uh, Seattle. Mike, the, the, uh, Penny had an unbelievable game. 17 carries, 151 yards. I mean, uh, that could be Geno Smith's best friend. That I can see why maybe uh, because you're trying to honor the run, the underneath coverage. Geno Smith was 23 of 30 for 320 yards. Uh, he Mike, looked good yesterday. He really did. Yeah, I'll and, be honest. And, and, and no, I know look, who he was playing against. Too. Yeah, but you look at the two receivers he was throwing to, Metcalf, seven catches, 149. Then you had Tyler Lockett. Mike, he had six catches for 91. So, no, it, it, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, now, the, the one thing... Uh, they don't stop the run well. Yeah, oh, and, my uh, goodness. Uh, uh, yes, that uh, we should be able to run uh, uh, against Seattle. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's not the traditional... Uh, what, what, what they were called? Uh, the Doom... Not Doomsday. Uh, the, the, the Legion of... Uh, Legion Doom. of Boom. Boom, yeah. Boom, Doom. Uh, yeah, they, they, they're not there today. That's not how they structured. And no and, Wagner in the middle. Yeah, no Bobby Wagner. Man, Bobby was a force in there. I know he had gotten up in age, but man. So he's with the Rams now? He's with the Rams we now. We see him tonight against uh, the 49ers. Now, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Monday Night Football, uh, Mike, uh, I think I can recollect. Uh, and, and listen, uh, the Rams choked. Think about last year. We'd have been in the postseason, <laughs> and the Rams don't take care of business against the 49ers. I think the 49ers have won six straight 
against the Rams, even though they were Super Bowl champs. And, you know, when they were at, uh, Candlestick was a tough place to place to play. And uh, it's in San Fran, right? Right. So you look at Levi's Stadium now. Uh, look, uh, they were 20 and 8 on the road since 2019, which is impressive. Uh, way better than 500. That's even including the playoffs, that being the 49ers. They won their final three home games last season after they had lost eight straight at Levi's Stadium. They won their last three. So, Mike, that'll be interesting that trend if that continues for the 49ers to take care of that home field advantage against the, the NFC West because, uh, Mike, uh, the 49ers, uh, that's another team like the Saints, what they've been doing, turning over the football. Yep. Well, if they do that against San Fran, no, Mike, uh, they're not going to win. One of the things I've noticed with the Rams' defense earlier is their over-pursuit of plays. Okay, so if that's the case, I put that ball in Debo Samuel's hands as a runner five to seven times tonight. Because I do know one thing. Uh, if it's on a reverse jet sweep, uh, even an RPO play with Garoppolo, man, I want Debo to touch the football a, a lot tonight. I'm talking about 14 to 15 times as a runner and a receiver. Because what you see with the Rams, a lot of over-pursuit. And, man, if you give Debo a little crack, man, he's way up the field. You know, Mike, and, uh, looking at the Monday night matchup, how about, uh, you know, I've been pleasantly surprised, and they're playing hard, the Falcons. Uh, Atlanta. Um, but they um, lost Cordell Patterson today. What? Uh oh. Yeah, he's out uh, for at least four weeks. Uh, well, then that, but, Mike, uh, the first four games, haven't they played hard? What? They play not sometimes not smart, but yeah. they have played hard. No, you better pack a lunch. Look how we were lucky to win that game. But to me, who's a fraud is Carolina. Oh. Uh, Carolina again. He's dead man uh, walking. Uh, uh, I told uh, you that okay. last week. Uh, again, they have the lead. Their defense gets a touchdown. You should win that game. What is Baker Mayfield doing? No, Mike. Uh, Baker Mayfield. You know when you watch a player and, and, and you look, Baker Mayfield. To me, it is what it is. And you know how you first see a player in the NFL? I'm not talking about because we saw him at LSU. How impressive was Justin Jefferson? He was not intimidated one bit. Marshawn Lattimore is respected as amongst the best in the NFL. That just goes to show you the best receiver going against one, one of the, the best, best quarterbacks. If they don't have help, the receiver is going to win. Now, the only way if you have like 1,000, I mean uh, 1,001, like a second and a half to throw, but uh, I can tell you, I, because I've been uh, tooting Lattimore's horn against, against all the receivers he's covered, even our receivers, who I think who are outstanding. Really good, but uh, Michael man. Thomas, John, but, but they know Justin Jefferson. Here's the thing in this game. That's why I'm so interested to see what's going to happen when we play the Bengals and Jamar Chase and Lattimore and all that. You know, I want to see, because I know what Justin Jefferson did. You got two rookie tackles, too. The Saints got to take care of business there to get pressure yeah. on Geno Smith because if you give him time, he, he's going to eat you up. Right, and he's playing with confidence right now. Mike, he got so much adversity with the Jets. Now this <laughs> is can't get any worse. Yeah, this is Lanyard for him being with the Seahawks now. Glad you joined us here on the Saints Coaches Show featuring Saints Executive Vice President, General Manager Mickey Loomis, also Saints Linebackers Coach Michael Hodges. Join us next week. Same time, same great radio station on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Thank you for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 